I'm a God-fearing man. It's everything I am. Welcome to the big truths of small business. Your host, Joe Watkins and Travis Castle. You just heard a very mini clip of what probably was one of the most defining things in the last four or five years. And in our lives, it all began in Nashville when we took a little trip to Nashville to have a business discussion, a business meeting, a business forum around. We had just merged together in the property management business, and we knew that we had to, 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 to map out our journey together. We had to map out a new a new way of doing business uh, as, as we joined two separate businesses. And we go to Nashville and we decide to, to do an Airbnb experience, happened to be with a seven-time Grammy award-winning writer and musician, uh, performed with Taylor Swift for years. And, and we wrote a song called A Hard Gospel with Caitlin Evanson. And that was just a mini clip of it. Maybe we'll play the whole thing at the end. But uh, that was a redefine for us that kind of is going to lead us to the subject matter of the show, Travis. That, that's unbelievable. Uh, four years ago, right before COVID, uh, literally, actually, COVID was here. We didn't know it in January of 2020. And, you know, I think about that trip, and I think about the reason we're podcasting today is because of that trip. Like, that. that's kind of a sort of a benchmark in this idea that goes along with today's show in uh in transformation kind of kind of changing where you're at to where you want to be yeah so so we have titled the the show today we think it's an important subject something we've uh, both been dealing with lately uh, really for the last several years but we're going to call this and we're talking about you specifically as the entrepreneur the individual authenticity your authenticity amplified redefining your identity you know this title really sp speaks to a lot of things uh but what we're getting at here is you you don't quite believe who others may believe you are you 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 want to do something desperately maybe you have something with new purpose it's a new business or a new dream and you you want to believe it others have told you you are this person you absolutely can carry this thing out you you're you're having trouble even to believe yourself but but we know that you have to do you have to figure out how to believe in, in this in order for anybody else to really truly believe and start paying you for it specifically <laughs> and uh and listen i mean the imposter syndrome comes to mind yeah in this journey of, of thoughts uh and I mean, I, we're both struggling with it, with, with things we're trying to, 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 yeah. to grab hold of in, in our, our new world. Right. And so that's what we're talking about today. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, when you were little, were you ever in your room alone with the, uh, now, now back in our day, it was a, it was a uh, boom box, right? I mean, if you had, you, you might've had a, uh, another setup, but uh, the, you got the boom box going, you got your. Your favorite band, by the who was your favorite band, by the way? Your, your my favorite band, yeah, back in yeah, the eighties. I didn't. I wasn't really well. I wasn't, bon listened, Jovi, maybe. You were Bon Jovi. 90s. I could see that. Yeah, nineties. Yeah. I listened to Bon Jovi a little bit. So, I mean, were you ever in the room alone, and you you had you had the, the your, your hairbrush or something, and you're just belting out Bon Jovi lyrics, just lip syncing? Is this just me? No, I think we all did that. So, somebody walks in the room, and you drop the brush. <laughs> You, you uh, that wasn't me. I for wasn't just a quick you. second. You were Bon Jovi there <laughs> for a were, minute. You're Bon Jovi. You didn't really believe you were Bon Jovi. You certainly didn't believe anybody wanted to hear you. Um, and you stopped as soon as somebody noticed that that's what you were doing. And so, you know, I think about this journey that we've been on. And what we knew is we wanted to change. We, we there needed to be a change. So I think if you're listening today, I think this will be a really good one. As you're, as maybe there's a seed here in uh, in who you believe you're going to become. Uh, we're in the business world, you know. I mean, most business owners I know at some point in their business life begin thinking of opening another business or a second location, or totally getting out of business altogether. And we interviewed, you know, a guy earlier today started a nonprofit. Uh, so, you know, the identity shift 
of changing who everybody thinks you are, maybe who you think you are to who you want to be or who you feel like you're called. Yeah, I want to catch people up as to why we are feel like we're sitting in this. Uh, you know, that, that, that four years ago trip in Nashville, what we believed was going to be the, uh, the start of a, of a, a huge company that we we're going to grow together and COVID hits literally that was in January of 2020 COVID rocks us. What in you know February, March and, and the whole world began to change, including our business. And so what, what actually became of that, that song, and we will play it for you at the end because it's, it's significant in its lyrics was uh, it was it was really us trying to redefine who we are as business people and that's really why we were meeting we were meeting and we were discussing things that we hadn't ever discussed maybe in our own business and how we'd approach the business like for instance for me it was the first time i said the business is going to be i'm going to treat it almost like a person i got to be a good steward of this person I can't rape and pillage and and leave broke my own business, right? Because it it's not going to serve the greater good if I do that. And so there, there's all kinds of things that came through that sort of thinking. And then what really happened though is you fast forward, you know, to late 2021, and we sold the very business that 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 really was a transforming meeting up in Nashville. But this song was the beginning of the transformation that has led us to where we are today, which is really in seek of being right in the middle of God's will, affecting change in others, but somehow making a dollar to do it. And, and, and that's just, we were selling services before that's right. products. Yep. And now we're, we're, we're going, we think we can can bring real change in somebody and we want to coach. I want to be a business consultant and coach and I've done a lot of this. But when you start, you know, trying to be that for real and and, and put pricing models to it and you know, it gets starts to it starts to get in your head that, well, well, do I really believe I'm this guy? You know, why would they pay me for that? Right. You know, the imposter syndrome and 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 then, you know, people in your life would be like, Are you kidding me? I go to you for everything. Of course you're that guy. And so I think that's for me, that's why we're where I want to catch them up to where yeah. where our thinking is, and well, you yeah. and, and you in biblical counseling. Yeah, I mean, I I think that because we have went through. So what we did was just, I think, unusual. I think what we felt at that point is completely normal, and I think most anybody listening, whether you're quite frankly a, a school teacher or a small business owner, is going to identify with that sense of. You know, we made a decision. I got in the property management business when. Uh, 20 years ago, 20 years ago. So I'd have been 30 years old. So there was a decision I made at 30 years old to get in a business, kind of, kind of go down that route. And so at this time, so what, about 16 years ago, roughly, I find myself still locked into that decision that I made, uh, you know, so, so I was 46, but I made that decision at 30. And so I'm not the same person at 46 that I was at 30. Right. So, mm. and then all the little decisions I made in that business that kind of locked me into certain things, you know, I made those decisions at 32 and 38 and 40. And so I'm a, you know, I'm a changing guy. So, you know, I think what we both knew is that it was time for change. I think at the time we believed the change was revamping the business, total new business model, totally going different than what we've done in the past. And what we learned and why I think we, you know, have a, have a belief that we can help others in this way is the change that we've went through is so massive and so anti, I think, uh, contrarian to what, what most people would do. So I'm going to kick off a couple of what I believe to be the stages of this. And, and we kind of move through these stages, Joe, I'll get your feedback, uh, on this first stage. So, you know, I would say, I would say probably pre Nashville, you know, so this was, this was right around the time, probably just after we merged, you know, dust got settled. There was a stage that we would call pre-contemplation, right? And what pre-contemplation is, is you haven't made any decisions here. You're, you're not even, you haven't even really decided that a change needed to be made yet. But you're a little unaware of, of problems maybe that exist that are, that are going on. But pre-contemplation is before, you know, I guess it's that stage leading right up to an awareness that you need to change. 
Yeah. Right. So that that was kind of that was kind of pre. So that's not really where the juice is, but that's that's a part of it. Uh, that's a part of it. The Nashville trip was really the trip of contemplation, right? Where we we had decided, hey, look, there's issues going on here that we're not okay living in those issues moving forward. So in your mind, what was the what was the part in the contemplation stage? Because we also could have decided to change nothing, by the way. So in the idea of changing, even then, even though we, we were still staying in the same business, which I think is a legitimate find here, in your mind, what was the contemplation stage like for us making this decision? The decision to, to leave the business? Which yeah. decision? Yeah, like what, what went into, we were, con- no, no, no. When, when we were in Nashville, we were contemplating kind of a revamp of the business model. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that, uh, I mean, I think that version of the business was uh, really just a little bit of a double down on, on uh, previous decisions made. We were in the business. Uh, I, I, I needed help in the, the sales side of the, of, of the business, and you needed help in the operations side of the business, and we were coming together to figure out how we meld those two into a successful business strategy that could make the two parts much greater uh, than them. The, you know, the two added together would be much greater. Two plus two would actually equal five, and I think that's what our intent was. But what, what but what, what kind of was there was kind of an interrupter that that occurred after about a day and a half of the whiteboard. Hmm. We had a lot of stuff. In right. fact, I mean we we were we were we were doing just like a corporate business meeting here on the whiteboard, and uh, the interrupter was a an experience that tapped us into this creative space into this uh uh what what could be maybe even what should be we sort of touched briefly on um uh we were we were kind of the guard got let down uh in an environment and, and i think that was first of all i think it's cool and maybe this should be said I think it's cool that we allowed ourselves on a business meeting to go do a write a song experience. Mm-hmm. Like I, I highly recommend for anybody listening to this in business that sometimes some of the the best decisions can get made when you interrupt sort of the regular processing of of business uh, topics and. And we allowed a whole different world to enter our, ourselves in that business business uh, uh, environment, which was this creative person who who pushed me kind of all over the place in terms of my comfort zone and music in two hours. <laughs> and and so the, the awareness was made to me that, holy cow, I have been ignoring for so long inside of me these creative juices that really are interesting to me and not just musically it was crap i haven't drawn anything since i was in middle school or high school Uh, why is that why have i not touched some of these other sides that are very powerful to your business if you can touch it and so that was the awareness that was uh kind of shaking in me um and then and then it, we, you know, for me, it was, I mean, this journey of, we came back, remember we came back and we wrote another song. We, we wrote a jingle to our business that, uh, everybody knew I was in the property management business right. at that point. And nobody knew I was in the property management business prior yeah. to the jingle. You know, we, there was this, uh, this exp- exploration of, uh, of myself in, in, in how I was interacting with the business and, you know that, that and that launched, of course. You know, to many other things that we're heading to now. But one of, one of the things I want to highlight about Nashville is it was in fact Nashville. It was. It was. Um, we've talked about this a bunch. I, I'd say this is kind of a fundamental belief that you and I share. The environment is a is a big deal in terms of how you see the now and how you see your future. We, you know, we we. I tell you what, this, this, as much as anything that happened on the trip or that's come out of the trip, has been a takeaway for me 
is, is your environment affects your thinking more than you think. It's worth putting thought into the environment. So one of the things we did is we left, I don't know how far is Nashville, two and a half hours, three, three hours. Three and a half. Three and a half hours. So, so you get about that far. And we've all had this. This is kind of the vacation effect. You know, we all take vacations. We go on vacation. But this is a little different than a vacation. Like this was a trip with a purpose. We were looking for an outcome. We needed answers. We were in pursuit of something. Now, we could have rented a room, a building outside of our office and done the same thing. But I would just say anybody, you know, listening to this that's thinking about, you know, this uh, – this transformation process, you know, how to, how to get to the authentic you, I think is what we're discussing. Sometimes that takes place in a place you've never been in, in, in with people that you don't know. And, and you start seeing how they look at you and start seeing how they think about you. Now they don't have full knowledge. Oh, th- this is, this is big. Yeah. Th- we need to underscore this. I think this is getting into the show here. Where can you go be your authentic self? Where you're not already prejudged, and you just said you just said the first thing you can do is get outside of your own community and environment because there you have built based on your your behaviors over the years and your actions and and how people see you. You've built preconceived notions about who you are. Your brand, your brand, and so what what Nashville did for for me is tapped into this musical side that. I, I had done some, but really have been scared to to really, you know, tap into it. And uh, so, so unveiling your authentic self, the, the you know what the process by which you do that is the start sure. because I, you start finding things in you you didn't know existed. That's right. So you can't pursue what you don't know exists. That's right. And, yeah. And, and we also with the people we're seeing every day, we also start responding and playing a bit of a character into who we think they want us to be or who we think they need us to be. That's right. And the longer we do that and the more we lean into that, I think that creates this, this situation around, I need this wholesale change. You know, I I need to get back to who I am or I need to create a new identity. The reality is you've given up who you are day by day by trying to meet the expectations or the needs of others. Right, and so that goes away when you get out of that environment. Well, fear fear is a is a a driving force for for a lot of behaviors, and so this self doubt that's created in trying to to move and change 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 our identity. And I, I say change our identity. We're actually we are always changing, as you said, but a lot of times we've never even embraced who we are. Right, and so. Um, this this idea of uh, of self doubt uh, has to be examined, uh, has to be enlightened. Um, you know, you got to find the roots of it. Where are the roots of the self doubts that uh, make you believe that you are not or could not be where you're going? Uh, you know, I love this one. Um, you ever thought about em- embracing your imperfections? Do you know some of the best vocal performances of all time were not even close to tonally perfect, to pitch perfect? It is the imperfections. It is the cracks in the voice. It is, I mean, you even even hear some of these band members that said, yeah, we dropped something in the middle of the thing, but man, we just left it. It was cool. You know, these imperfections, if there's a way for us to embrace our own imperfections, maybe we can 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 do better job at, at embracing uh, and becoming who we really want to be. I love that one. You know, that, that goes along with a lot of problems that we have, probably the best way to say this with, you know, not just with who we are, but in, in, in life, fall in the category of their problems because we say they're problems. Right. I mean, what 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 happens the moment that you sort of give up on the idea that this, you know, this uh, this pull here or this 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 thing is is no longer a problem. It's me who's defining this as a problem. And, and I think sometimes when you walk into that new environment or you take that kind of step of faith, kind of like you just took on on stage last night uh, <laughs> for, for really the first time in that genre. Um, 
you begin to figure out real quick that, hey, you know, the lighting that I fit, you know, I guess I'm a big lighting guy. I like the lighting to be right. Or, you know, the, the sound here has to be kind of, it needs to be perfect because I'm inadequate in some way. So I need technically everything to be perfect. That's me. Man, you, you get in front of those folks and all those imperfections are there and you see that it's not a problem for them. It's a problem for you. And, and it's, it's, it's one that when you realize it's not a problem for them, it's easier to shed when you actually go do it. And, and, and if you highlight that it is a problem for you in any kind of way, and especially consistently, then you will, in fact, have made it a problem for them. And then that will feed back into how you feel about you because now you're actually getting feedback for the very problem that you created. So, yeah, so no, yeah I mean, slow, slow down on that one. Yeah. I, I, that, that one takes a little unpacking because that one, that one crosses over just into daily life. You know, if, if you're not thinking about kind of changing your, your job or, or selling your business or redefining your business, but you're just looking for a nugget, like I think that's the, you know, that's the old self-fulfilling prophecy. Right, which is, hey, you know, I really struggle with this lyric. You know, I really struggle with this part of the song. You know, it's like, oh man, that sounded great. And you keep leaning in, you know, you're 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 sort of therapeutically telling everybody this, and you're getting the feedback, hey, it doesn't really matter, no big deal. And that's that's probably true for now. But what happens over time is it becomes a big deal because you're making it a big deal, right? Yeah, I had a uh did a little video the other day started to post videos on social media. Uh, very uncomfortable, by the way. How could we find those videos? <laughs> uh, just Google Joe Watkins consulting. Business consulting. Um, yeah, so I started doing these videos, and uh, I, I did one um, that uh, I, I can't – I just got off of what I was about to say about this video. Uh, but what, what I was going to – kind of the, the point was going to be this. If you believe it, they will believe it. <laughs> that was the point. Yeah. Uh, if you believe it, they will believe it. And as I've thought about these videos, because there's a lot of self-doubt when you start to go, oh, man. when you go start hit record, and then in, <laughs> in, in, in the very first people, they're going to see this little minute and a half video that you, you know, that you're espousing you know, <laughs> some truths about or, or whatever your version is, is your sphere inside Facebook, which are can be brutal at times. And, and the, some of the brutal is no response. That's horrible. Right? Yeah. So the more I, I, I've done this, I've tried to figure out, let's first don't contrive a message that, didn't come really from me. Like I, mm -hmm. it's not on my heart today. I don't want to look for something to talk about. Mm -hmm. It needs to be something that I I'm in right now. I'm experiencing, I'm feeling cause when I'm there, I can get on hit record button and I believe every word I'm saying. And when I believe every word I'm saying, they believe it too. Yeah. Right. It's not contrived. Well, I mean, we're talking about authenticity, right? So, so, uh, you know, to, to me, part of that definition is, is you've, You've got to believe it. Now, I, I use that cautiously because part of what we're talking about is you don't actually believe it. I right? know. I this mean, you want to, you know, you, you've been running the, uh, the pet store down here, down the street for 20 years, and you're the pet expert. And you've been doing pet videos. Everybody said you need to do videos. You're talking about, you know, the best dog food and the, uh, you know, now I understand dogs have anxiety and depression, so you've got some pills to treat that, right? But the truth is you want to be a race car driver. <laughs> That's the truth. And and you actually come to find out you're pretty good at it. You snuck over to the track. You had a buddy that, you know, has a car, and he's, he's encouraging you now. He's giving you some positive feedback, right? So I think there's a, there's a part here where we're conditioned – to tell ourselves that some things that are too good to be true are just that, and we need to leave them there, right? And so you can quickly garner support. By the way, that's the easiest thing in the world to, to be supported in, is trying to do a new thing 
and asking all your friends who aren't tr- who who are still in the pre-contemplation phase of all this, who aren't actually seriously considering acting, and they'll quickly let you know that's crazy. That you know you've worked twenty years in that pet store and you're about to give them up to be a race car driver. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that's a that's a a point here, right? Is is when you're trying to make change in yourself and, and, and discover who you are. And, 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 and again, some of that discovering is changing who you are. You're, you're, you're moving to where you want to be. Be careful to uh, who's in your ear. Um, you, you already know in your life who will be the naysayers of that support of the thing you're trying to do. So if you, if you think the best, you know, way to to build yourself up is go to the already naysayers and we've all done it like we we go back to the naysayer well over and over again because what we actually tell ourselves is if i can get the naysayer to say this is a good idea then boy no 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 let's don't do that let's go to the people we for starters that we believe will actually say oh gosh yes let's do are you kidding me You are that person. I am supportive of that. Now, in 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 Joe Watkins Consulting Coaching 101, I got to say this. Actually, you have to be doing real steps, real actions towards who you are or what you're trying to do. You can't just try to be something, but you're not actually putting out there in your daily actions right. real things that would move yeah. towards that and that you would you know, need to get feedback on with yeah. trusted advisors. I mean, you, you can't be what you want to be without doing real work to get there, right? That's right. Well, so, yeah. I, I mean, and, and along those lines, here's a very important point here. Like, look, I'm not saying every pet store owner needs to try to be the next, uh, you know, Dale Earnhardt, right? Like, I... I, obviously, we all know people who tell us things, and we go, "Wow, that that'll never happen." <laughs> like I don't care how much you want that to be true, that'll never be true, right? So I'm, I don't think I'm really discussing that. I think I'm discussing when you are just absolutely convinced that this is something you have to do. Now, there's a difference here between saying. I'm going to be the next successful, you know, pro golfer or NASCAR driver or businessman or or whatever versus saying, hey, look, I have a absolute requirement in my life that I have to go find this out. And the goal here and the win here is finding out because that you can do. That that that's that, a great point. No, no one can naysay on finding out. That's a great point. I, I, I it's funny because I wrote something that that sort of mirrors this. You need to honor your real values and passions. Sometimes we don't fully know where it's going. You know, we don't know what the end result's going to be. But part of being who you are, and and being by the way, being believable. To, to the outside world and even to yourself is you have to honor your values and passions inside of where you're going, right? They got to align with each other. That's right. And, and, and there's, yeah, so true. I mean, and there's steps to these things, right? Like we, we talked about our journeys here a little bit, you know, so my journey in this biblical counseling thing, um, you know, to a lot of people that would sound shocking for me, for me. Right. So, you know, they, they, they would know me in some other version. They, they might know a, a, again, look, I mean, just in all honesty, they might know another Travis, you know, so, some version of me that, that I'm not anymore, right? And so going to that person and soliciting their advice, like you said, and trying to convince them of something, well, how is that relevant to who, who the 50-year-old guy that's sitting in front of you is? Like, I don't, I don't think that's relevant. I, I think the more relevant thing is... You know, I mean, look, we, we both believe that God is interactive in our lives. And I think anybody who's had a high level of interaction with God would say, 
you generally get shown just enough to scare you to death about what you ought to, ought to be doing here. Like it's generally not, Hey, here's, here's the business plan here. here here's the 10 point plan. Here's year one through 10. And if you'll just simply do these steps, you'll reach all these goals. Like that's never it, right? Like, like if you stay in that phase and I'm guilty of this, you, you know, this, especially, I mean, I've stayed in the phase of, I want the plan. Like before I change my whole life, before I give up other quote unquote opportunities, which are really just opportunities to be who I've already been in life, right? So I think the idea of finding out is more about, hey, what's the next step in the plan here? Mm-hmm. You know, when, when I start trying to get 10 years into the plan, I get defeated. Well, let's talk about the steps. Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about okay. the steps. Um, this is something you've done. You do it. You do this much better than I do. I, 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 I am adopting, but you do this very well. And that is go surround yourself with the people that are doing what you, what you want to do. I think it's key. Go, go find the people that are doing this for a living. Go find and don't just find one and think they're the expert. Go, go, go to, to as many as you can, different parts of the country, different parts of, of, of even the, 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 the area that you're, you're wanting to go into and, and just see what's going on, see what they're doing. They're doing some things at a high level. We should learn something from those people. That's a great point because sometimes what you find out when you actually see what the person uh, that runs that successful business does, you know, I mean, so many people I know have come up to me over the years and said, Hey man, I think I'm getting my real estate license. You know, talk to me about getting my rules. You've had that a million times over the years. And you and I, we've been doing it so long. You know, we, we know that what they're seeing is they just sold their house and that real estate agent made $20,000. And that thing closed in about six weeks from the day that the pictures were taken and it was posted. <laughs> and most people look at that and go, I, I need to go get my real estate license. Mm-hmm. But the real, you know, and look, minus great markets, you know, the, the, the history since you and I have been in real estate, you know, over the last 30 years or so. Let me tell you something. If you want to go get your real estate license in, a, in an average market, barring a great market, which we've been in a lot of great markets, get ready to get on the phone day one and call everybody you've ever known and email everybody you've ever known. And you better be doing that post in the new, in the new house that just got listed last week that's not your listing, by the way, because you don't have any listings. Like, like the, the ugly sometimes when you go, in, in, and by the way, get ready to have six months of your income in the bank. Well, and where do you learn that from? You learn that from the people that are doing it day people in, day that are out. Doing it. So I think, I think it can't be overstated. Those are the people that can say, hey, man, look, when I got into this, here's what it looked like for me. And that's gold. I mean, that's, that's what you're looking for in that phase. Absolutely. Uh, it, it is oftentimes skipped when I talk to businesses uh, and business owners when they are, even when they're going to just add a significant, you know, uh, maybe business uh, a product to their business, how, how little research sometimes actually gets done before – uh, what would be significant changes uh, are, are taken. Uh, and there are people out there doing where you're going and you can learn a, a heck of a lot from it. So, uh, so that's step one is surrounding yourself with, uh, with you know, people already in the business. Uh, step two, just kind of going on this, the, 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 the surrounding yourself piece, a surrounding surround yourself with, with you supporters and we've said that we've said it in a different way but uh you, you you're going down a different road get some get some you support around you um and, and some of that doesn't even have to be people that you already know we've talked about uh the board of directors in a business quite often we will do that show eventually uh but 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 get trusted advisors or, or boards of directors types in your world that will give you real feedback around uh, some of these decisions. And, and, and look, if, 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 if uh, th- this is the business that I'm going in, right, I want to be sort of, we've called it the, uh, 
the uh, possible chairman of your board type guy or the virtual partner. And it's hard for me to, to sort of describe that to the outside world. Hey, if you need somebody that's going to try to stand in your shoes and help you make a decision that's impactful in your business or your life, but it's not somebody you already know, it's not your family, it's all those people have uh, need to be a part of that board, but they also have their own biases. That's what I'm trying to stay in the gap in because it's important. It's needed. Uh, you need to seek that, uh, when you're, when you're, when you're, uh, you're going down these roads because how you become, how you have more belief in what you're about to do is you're getting more validation from people who are not interested parties, by the way, in what you're doing. But they're they're giving it because it's 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 it actually makes sense. It's 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 a real advisor, right? It's, it's it it can't be overstated. I mean, you've been that for me. We've got a mutual buddy, uh, Don ha, has been that for me. I tell you what, there's not a lot of those people out there. And so I I think that you know you're not looking like you said you're not looking for the yes man. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's go ahead and exclude the guy that thought every idea was a great idea, right? Mm-hmm. That just wants to be liked him or herself. And let's look for the person that's sort of the discerning person in your life, right? So if that person is a is a supporter, I think that's something to pay attention to. But let's go back. I want to go back to the first point because I think the two are connected. Here's what I think you find, and people don't know this in general, and I think this comes from my history just in the business world and how I've had, how I've had to go about things because I generally hate networking, which is horrible for a guy that might be known as a sales guy. Among most people, it's been a downfall of mine. So a lot of times what I'm left to do is figure out how to make a quick contact cold and how to turn that contact into somebody that could be a supporter or a potential customer of some type. Well, in this scenario, I think that can really work for you. And I don't think people know this, which is when you reach out to somebody, again, let's go with the successful real estate agent just because we talked about it earlier. What you find to be true is these people contrary to maybe popular opinion, they don't go, oh, wow, Joe wants to get in the real estate business. I think I need to persuade him not to because I don't want any competition. The successful person in that in that area, generally speaking, they don't see you as competition, right? You're, you're not really competition to them. They're willing, sight unseen, I'm just telling you, try it. Whatever business you're thinking about getting in, whatever thing you're thinking about doing next, you're there's somebody in your mind right now that you've probably seen do it. That's probably why you want to do it. You know, as long as it's not some A-list celebrity, reach out to them. Th- these people will have an hour-long phone conversation with you. Why is that important? Well, it's important for what we talked about previously. You get to find stuff out you didn't know. You might not want to do it after talking to them, right? All kind of reasons to do it. Might encourage you. But they become one of these people. They can become one of these people. They can become a supporter of yours. And what greater thing do you need in the beginning is somebody who's already successful in that arena to become the supporter yeah. of yours. So, so Drew Walston in the previous show used it. just reminded me of a, of a little saying he uses, the, the, the coalition of the willing. Um, yeah, I like that. You know, the coalition of the willing in your world uh, is really what you got to build. Um, some of them may be paid. That's okay. Some of them may be paid. Got to be careful with those, but some of them may be paid. Um, and, and some of them are not, but, uh, but who is willing to be a part of what you're doing, but also tell you the truth at the same time. It's hard to find that. That's, that's, that's a hard one to come by. And, And like I said, you may not, you may not know that person. This may be a new relationship you've got to go find. So if we're talking about steps for redefining yourself, we've talked about surrounding yourself with, with experts, surrounding yourself with uh, your virtual board of directors, your supporters. What would be the, the next step, Travis, and, and uh, the steps towards believing in you and redefining yourself? I think the next step, if if you're going to the next step, which, by the way, make it okay at any one of the steps to go, you know, I've heard enough. 
that vision I don't think is a is a God called vision, or I don't think that's the that's the right path, and I'm I'm going back to the previous step. Like, you know, make it okay there. Because if you come in with a complete bias to this scenario and you're you're not open to any of the criticism you may receive or any of the direction or they start telling you what it's gonna look like and 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 no matter what, you've really already made the decision. Well, you know, I mean, I think that's a problem. But if you've got to this step, then I think it's time for action. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about this. Here's sort of something that Joe and I, <clears throat> look, I think we all intuitively know this, but I don't think we act on it, which is the doing creates the motivation to do more. So, so once to me, once you've sort of got to this, this step, the, you know, the, the preparation part, you've, uh, you, you've talked to, you, you've garnered some support here. You've, you've identified what it actually looks like to do this successfully. And the decision, given the decision's been made to move forward, it's time to take some action. Yeah, and I, and I would say don't overthink the actions, Absolutely. right? Just go do. We've said in the last year or two, the, the only thing worse than, than, than not changing or not doing is, is or, or, or I'm sorry, of doing or, or changing something is not doing anything at all right that's the biggest evil of all this and so uh make make the actions uh because because doing something even if it's the wrong something the feedback's coming your way um the feedback's gonna gonna tell you the next best action right if you're listening to it and so i'm about all about action i think that uh just a new premise that i sort of am embracing based on my experience, based on doing research, based on listening to experts is that, that actions that you do actually oftentimes supersede what you think about. Mm -hmm. And so if we are trying to redefine ourselves and our struggle is we emotionally, intellectually, intuitively don't believe in it. Well, I believe that the actions that you take, can start to imprint back over the top of that, right? When someone says, and we'll keep it real simple, I mean, because it, 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 when someone says that, well, I don't believe that I'll ever be the guy to drink black coffee. Well, I may have used this before. Well, I did believe that until about seven or 10 days into drinking black coffee. <laughs> and then somehow my brain said, well, I guess you're going to feed me black coffee. That's right. And it's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, and about 14, 15, 16 days in, yeah. not only is it not too bad, wow, I can actually taste the uh, the right. the uh, the complexity of the coffee. Yeah. I, I actually like coffee better now because I actually understand the difference in this coffee and that coffee because yeah. it's not it's not you know trumped by sugar and, and and milk. And it's just a weird weird thing. I know I've used it before, probably overused it, but. But our, our, our actions can so imprint back on our brain. So, man, don't underestimate under, under, uh, the power of action. Well, so something in there, we, we need to stand on this one for a minute because I think what happens with the black coffee, let's, let's go back and revisit that, right? Because there's all kind of actions we'd love just to go do. And 10 days later, they just become us. And we talked earlier for the podcast, like we're really big into figuring out how to actually make it our desire versus our discipline. Right, we feel like it starts out like you're saying is discipline, and we're we're, we're hoping, praying that it turns into desire, and the discipline kind of goes down, which is obviously happens so many times. But if you're gonna drink black coffee, because I've had some black coffee, I'm not a coffee guy, right? Yeah. And 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 by the way, I know that what you're saying has to be true, no matter what I think, because people drink diet coke, and if you drink diet coke, it's not. Uh, you didn't come out of the womb liking Diet Coke. Uh, so I think black coffee falls in that same category. But here's the thing. So I've had black coffee. Now, I did not drink black coffee with the expectation of liking it or, or growing to like it or growing to crave it. I drank it because my understanding was it provided an immediate shot of energy to people. Right? And I experienced that. Now, I experienced that on steroids. I experienced that to where I was, like, paranoid. <laughs> like, it was horrible experience. For, I drank way too much black coffee, right? But my point is, 
if in this process of creating what you know to be a discipline that's going to move you towards this authenticity, towards this authentic character that you you claim to be or that you want to be, look for the win, the early win while you're still in that discipline phase. Because if I can if I can garner a win, if if my strategy is not to love black coffee, but it's I need a little energy kick to get something done here at nine o'clock in the morning and I'm gonna drink me a cup of black coffee, you're gonna get that. Like by the nature of drinking the coffee, most people are gonna get that. That's a goal worth doing. Right. Yeah, so I'm gonna say it a different way. Ce- celebrate the, the the progress and many milestones uh on the journey that you're on uh of 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 recreating yourself of redefining yourself of believing in yourself of believing in your uh your new mission uh i did i did one of those little minute one one and a half minute videos on that i mean because i needed to hear it i mean most of my videos are Hmm. really actually talking to myself uh which is interesting listening back to them if i listen back to them i go yeah i needed to hear that i go okay i can post that (laughs) so so part of this show comes out of the thought around when you forget about trying to to be something for somebody else, absolutely, and you you figure out how to be who you are. Well, wow, that's my best videos. When I'm trying to figure out what Travis needs to hear on the video, the video ain't very good. When I go, Joe, this is on your mind, on your heart, on your spirit. You need to say it out loud. Maybe so you hear yourself say it again and then you play it and of course nobody likes to hear their self you're like that's a you don't want to hear myself talk or video or anything yeah. but you play it back and you go oh okay yeah yeah it kind of spoke to me yeah then you go okay before you like delete it you go post and you go okay it's out there now I, like, I, I that, like that's that. powerful you know right I well mean, i think if you're setting the videos up especially personally like i i i, I think the commentary here is you can do things to guarantee a win you can. If the win is, I want to lose 40 pounds. Well, you know what? Even three months into the gym and dieting, you had lost 40 pounds for the most part, right? So if that's the only win, that's why most of us never get there, right? If, if I can create the win around posting the video and I get something out of it, like that changed me a little bit doing the video. It's a good reminder. It's going to pop up in my memories a year from now. Like, like if that's why you're, if you can create that as the win, then you're going to get that. You're, you're 100 mm. out of a 100 times. You're going to win. We have, we have a huge one with that, right? This whole podcast was born out of, we want to hear, we, we, we want to just put out there what we're thinking, not, not necessarily for the public to hear, right? This was for our diary mm-hmm. of where we were thinking still is. and who we are. Still is. Yeah. And, uh, and interestingly enough for anybody that's not doing a podcast, I encourage you to do it because now going back and listening to a podcast from three, four years ago, it's just super interesting. It's like, what, what it's, it's I actually said that actually, I don't remember that. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. You know, you do, you actually don't think you're as much of an idiot as you thought you were when you did it, when you go back, yeah. you know, three years in the rear, you know, behind and go. I can understand that. I mean, that that's a normal thing because you're removed enough from yourself to go, this is normal. You're not an idiot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. And, you know, it, it it's weird when you're changing you. <laughs> when you <laughs> listen to something. It go, is weird. Wow, that's pretty profound. I should have uh, actually done all that stuff, you know, that, uh, that I discussed back then. But, yeah, no, I, I think we're on to something here. That, uh, one of the other points I want to be for sure to get in is and we all know this and it's kind of pithy to say but it, it's just true and it's just a part of of uh, you know this authenticity that we're trying to bring not only um uh does authenticity to me just sell better right when you know this is a true blue person that you're dealing with the reality is and we've just heard it a million times this has been over said but people really just don't care like the idea that somebody cares really like it like they're judging me or they're really thinking more than 30 seconds about my new opinion about my idea of being a biblical counselor from a property manager. Like somebody's having a dinner conversation about that tonight. It's ludicrous. It's crazy. But we sort of, 
leading up to these decisions think that we're about to go out and have a uh, the press is going to show up and ABC and NBC and CNN is going to be reporting it. And there's going to be Tucker Carlson uh, having conversations with people about <laughs> about our decision, and it's uh, it's a joke. Yeah, it is. Uh, w- one of the things I was just uh, thinking about was that in this idea of of not wor- not worrying about being perfect uh you know some of the the most powerful social media that's happening is and the real well this is the reason why social media is now you know all of social media videos are blowing up and probably surpassing any productions of videos is because it's there's there's a lot of authenticity to someone just hitting record. And so the imperfections is part of authenticity. And, and so, uh, no, yeah. I mean, I, I would even tell you that for me personally, if I don't detect imperfections in the delivery of information, I automatically assume that there was a lot of touching up, a lot of recreating, a lot of edits, a lot of, now I don't believe it as much. That's right. And so as you're not comfortable, as you are singing a song that, that feels uncomfortable, yet you connect with it and you still, you got to connect with it, with the lyrics, but there's a, there's a authenticity to the vocal. There's a connection to the vocal. We talked about Chris Stapleton, uh, head of the show. You made a proclamation. Would about, you like to share the proclamation? That I'm you made a proclamation. The proclamation was that uh, that Chris Stapleton will will outsell uh, by every metric. You said. I, I think every metric. Whatever metric that is: number of albums, number of downloads, number of dollars, number of song number ones, whatever it, it may be. It, it just won't be clear. That he will he will outpace. Every artist in history. Uh, well, every country artist, excluding we don't really consider Taylor Swift a country. country <laughs> as, long, as long as she's not in that conversation. Well, so okay, you, you you've pre-qualified it by a different qualifier Ooh, now. Country music. Okay. Well, either way, um, as we as we talked about him, we played a few of his songs after that, and and the biggest thing, and this is something that that just needs to sink in with us in business and 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 as we try to put out in the world something that matters, right? You look at a guy like Chris Stapleton and you go, okay, well, what is it about that, that man that when, the, and as you said, the first note or first word already just has you, has you drawn in, has you, has you pulled in and, as I and, I and he's he does that to me too. He does it to obviously the world. And yes, he has immense talent. Clearly, he can sing any note. A lot of people can sing any note. A lot of people have a raspy voice. A lot of people can play the guitar a lot better than him. By the way, um, but there there's a there's a just clear, simple raw authenticity to what he brings. And, you know, as I've listened to him and I've listened to even, uh, listened to a, a movie maker recently that said that, you know, the only movies he's ever done that have ever done anything is when he hadn't, li- when he hasn't tried to think about who his audience is but really put who he was and his strong core belief into that movie. And those are the ones that blew up. I think that Chris Stapleton just is pouring his authentic heart and soul in those lyrics and the way he delivers it. He doesn't feel like he has to do any kind of weird riffs. His riffs are good. They're clean. They're, they're not overly complex, but they're all real authentic and we just people connect with that that's what people connect with all right let let, let me bring you a a question around around all this bring this home a little bit for me um let's say i own a plumbing business and you know the reality is uh i've got 
thoughts, hopes, dreams. I'm not, one of them's not considering selling my plumbing business, right? Like what, what is, what is the version for the small business owner, the takeaway for them in terms of this conversation around authenticity? Like, okay, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example that I know enough to be able to give the example. And they're wildly successful. It's Chick-fil-A. Truett Cathy, founder of Chick-fil-A, started the business with $26. They're now debt-free and worth billions and billions and billions of dollars and still privately owned by the family. You got to say there's success there. Why? Why? Why has this worked? Why, why is what he's doing or he did, he's gone now, third generation's running the company now. Why, why has this worked? Why is this resonating? Well, Truett did nothing other than be his authentic self in that very first restaurant. He said, number one, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work hard. I, the owner, am going to be in this business. I'm going to take part in every, every moment, because it's a startup, right? When he first started, I mean, he's cooking, he's, he's doing the whole deal. He's 20, and by the way, he opened for 24 hours a day. I don't know why he did that, but he did. Maybe he needed the, the sales. Like right, if I could yeah. pick up an extra $100 through the night, that was needed well, in the that, early days, right? He started with $26. Maybe it was important to him to, you know, a restaurant he would frequent would be open 24 hours. Right. Yeah. Uh, but he made an early decision. Uh, based on his faith, based on who he was authentically, we're closing on Sundays. I'm not opening doors on Sundays. I mean, you're talking 60, 60 plus years later, 70 years later, they still don't open on Sundays. Um, that was authentically him. Um, he was a inventor. He was a, uh, a deal maker, you know, back in the day. Uh, so how'd that play out? Well, he, he was a, a 50 style diner. But he he did he he was he he wanted to invent something. He was always playing around with recipes and, and stuff. But he also was uh, cheap is the wrong word. He didn't like to spend money. He wanted to to get a deal. So I mean the 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 invention of the chicken sandwich was what we know Chick Fil A by uh, is was him playing around with recipes. But then he would he would he would he bought chicken that came from Delta, uh, that, that I, I, this is my understanding, airlines would, would have chicken for the, for, the, for the planes, but whatever extra chicken wasn't sold, he got for a lot cheaper. And then he could, he could take that chicken, experiment with it, and then make his sandwiches and sell it. And he kind of created a business around this, even outside of his own store, and, and started shipping these sandwiches off and uh, recipes uh, to, to other places to build these sandwiches. But he got the chicken for a deal. So that's who he was. Uh, and that, what did that do? That got all this extra feedback out in the field about this sandwich. And clearly it was a winner. Mm-hmm. And it was like, whoa, I got a winner here. You know, eventually he pulled it back in and he, he, he hired a, another guy to help him run the business, realized he wasn't the guy who was going to take this outside of a, a store or two. Mm-hmm. Brought in a, a guy who, who, who took this winner and said, you know what, Truett, you've developed something. And, and, and the winner in this is y- how you are in the business, like mm-hmm. your positioning in the business mm-hmm. as the owner operator. And we're going to replicate that model because that's a successful model. And we're going to build a, f- a franchise based on an owner operator. Mm-hmm. We're going to build out the infrastructure, but we want a guy that thinks like you, that cares about uh, his faith, his completely fine with being closed on Sundays, uh, who eat, lives, and breathes this concept. And we're gonna we're gonna replicate that. And that's what they did and and you know, billions of dollars later. Yeah, it's just a it's just a cool I, I love that. Yeah. You know, I mean there's a lot of nuggets in there. A lot of dare I say Chick fil A nuggets. Just play out who just play out he played out who he was authentically yep. in every place in that business. He, he wasn't ashamed. He was not ashamed. Yeah. And so if you're a plumber, you want to go back to the plumber um, you know, again, every entrepreneur that who's their authentically self doesn't mean they're successful. There has to be some, some tried and true business principles. So if I'm in the plumbing business, you know, I, I would want to make sure that 
my plumbing connections are sound and solid because I don't want a review that says I had a leak after the plumber came, right? Mm-hmm. So so sound business principles around how how your guys make connections on these on these on these uh, new fixtures and new piping and stuff they're putting in. But maybe, maybe, maybe you're the really outgoing guy and like you're the life of the brand. Well then, and that works. Like that's actually getting business and you also have the operational excellence behind that too. But the life of the brand, and we, I, I talked to you about a tree guy today. Who's that? He's the life of the brand. Well, if that's working, then, then let's build that into the model. That, that, that life and that 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 love of this of this business is is being breathed in every single sales call or every single even execution of the of the plumbing. Let's look for people that that, that look a little bit like that, that sound a little bit like that when I'm hiring the next person. You know, you know, it's interesting. We're entering a phase of business where companies are realizing that there's money to be made in and this is sort of a weird one in not just being your authentic self, but in actually leading with that. So there, there, there's a, there's a brand coming to noon and opening. I can't remember that. It's a coffee company mm. and it's a, it's a walk in the door. It's kind of Starbucks ish type thing, but they're not leading with, we got the greatest coffee. It's better than you got to try our coffee. You know, it's unbelievable. They're not leading with that or they're not, they're not leading with the traditional, Hey, we got a 99 cent cup of coffee, you know, save, save $3 or $4, whatever it is these days. They're leading with, we're a conservative brand. Hmm. Part of every cup of coffee here is going to go to MAGA, the next campaign, or it's going to go to the next conservative issue. And this is kind of, you know, there's there's cell phone companies I hear making this claim these days. So um, with the time we got left, what is your take on that? Is that authentic? Is that just who they are? Or is this somebody realizing that what we're discussing actually translates to real money well, and they're leading with it? I mean, I think, I think that one could look at companies and go, hey, they've been successful at, at, at using the Christian brand in their company. I'm going to try that. Well, what I know about the successful ones that have done this is not that they try to do anything. They were the Christian brand. Like they, they were true. Kathy was that. And he just, he just infiltrated it everywhere he was because he was that. So I think, I think, no, we don't look at that and go, let's pull out what we can and then try to recreate. I think hopefully this coffee brand that's coming in didn't decide to be conservative, whatever that means. They actually, the founders are actually that. Mm-hmm. And they went, this freaking matters to us. And, and I don't know if this is going to be received, but we're going in with what who we are. And we're going to stand on it. And it, we want to go to a coffee place like that. We know a bunch of people that want to go to a coffee place like that. Hopefully America wants to go to a coffee place like that. I don't know. I mean, I yeah, think that's. I, I just think it could be a pro. I think you got to be careful. Like you're saying, I think it's got to be true blue. But the reality is. Chick-fil-A isn't just closed on Sundays. They're not they're not just known as having Christian leadership. They got really clean bathrooms. They got really clean restaurants. They got, have, really, they got a really good product. Got they, got, they got the fastest drive-through in the industry. They've got the best managers, the the, the highest paid owner operators. Like they hit But that all was a product of who it, they were, it, or who true it was. It, it is. It is, but no one thing there, even if it's authentic, no one thing trumps to me. All those other things. Well, like, authenticity doesn't make you successful. Right. That's Let's right. be really clear. We're not even suggesting that. That's right. What I'm suggesting is, is that authenticity is 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 at least a doorway to one being super excited about what you do every single day and probably having a little better version of how to make it successful. Because if if you ain't excited about it and you don't believe it, they won't either. That's right. It's it, it's actually sustainable. It's the thing that you can you can do because it's not something you have to become. It's something you already are. Thank you for listening to the big truths of small business. We're gonna exit with a hard gospel written uh, about four years ago now. Sort of inspiration of a lot of change in our life. Here we go.
Well, I'm a God-fearing man It's everything I am Try leaving work at the door To give a little more of everywhere I can Spending all my time To straighten that bed line Showing up on Sunday Thinking about Mondays and losing my mind Burning up the hours Never getting them back Trying to get it all done Like I'm the only one who can stay on track I keep falling short I gotta let it go I gotta get on my knees And ask God please come and heal my soul It's a fine, fine line It's a daily struggle It's a constant battle It's a hard, hard gospel Got the real McCoy In my hand And ask myself When's the time to take a stand? I know right from wrong Maybe I don't care I need help from above To clear it all up and give me something to share It's a fine, fine line It's a daily struggle It's a constant battle it's a hard, hard gospel It's a fine, fine line It's a daily struggle It's a constant battle It's a hard, hard gospel Some say it's a loss, some say it's a win Flip a coin, hell, either way it's on the chin Working hard, chasing dreams, what do I say? At the end of the day, it feels like it's on me anyway. It's a fine, fine line. It's a daily struggle. It's a constant battle. It's a hard, hard gospel. It's a fine, fine line. It's a daily struggle It's a constant battle It's a hard